0: Condon. Ken Miller. Oh, mama. Trent Condon. Four. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO.
1: All righty, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon as KXNO returns to the local programming for the remainder of the day and into the early evening as Joe Stacy and company will be on the air tonight with football Friday night covering all of the uh, local playoff games. Uh, BMW Des Moines guest list looks like this. Uh, coming up here in about 15 minutes, we will speak with Chris Williams from Cyclone Fanatic in Iowa Everywhere. We'll get Chris's take on Oklahoma and Iowa State. Uh, Chris Williams kicks it off uh, coming up here in 15 minutes. Bama Bob, Trent and I, after that, we will then go around college football. Uh, taking a glimpse at some of the marquee games on the slate this week. I know, Trent, you've said that you love the games this week. Not sure if you like them from a betting perspective or from a watching perspective, but you do like the
2: week. It's one of those weeks in college football where there's no real headliners. I mean, there's a couple of good games, but you know, Penn State, they're more than a two-touchdown dog. Mm-hmm. You look at Tennessee, their matchup the week before Georgia, 12.5 yep. is the number there, but... These are the weeks in college football. I'm just going to warn some people. Yes, these are the weekends that goofy things seem to happen. Now, and, and another thing that drives me nuts about that stupid Tuesday show that you love when they come out <laughs> with the playoff. Yeah, starts is, this Tuesday, by the way. Will you be watching? No, uh-huh. it's because well, everybody's just going to win out. This is college football. Of That's not the not. way that this works. Yeah. And. That's the part of it that really does annoy me. Well, this team's going to win out, and they're going to win out. It's not going to happen. That's to, just not the you, way that it ever. This is
1: not shtick on your part. You hate this show, I do, I do, and you've said so since. I mean, since you and I started talking to doing this together. Um, yeah, you're not a fan. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to watch it. I just like the banter amongst the hosts, sure. the talking heads. Anyways, uh, so that's hour number one. Hour number two, we'll head to Vegas to start things with our friend Mike Palm from Circus Sports. He's the vice president of operations, Dubuque, born and raised. Mike Palm is. Uh, he'll join us to kick off the hour. Tom Kakert will then follow him in here. We'll take a look at Iowa and Northwestern. Uh, Tom will be along at about 1125. One week from today, there's a really cool event, an impactful event, I believe, uh, taking place uh, at the um, Varied Industries building at the fairgrounds. We've been telling you about this for literally a couple of years because COVID took it out. And then finally, it is going to be back. And what we're referring to, it's the Iowa Mission of Mercy, where a dozens of dentists literally pack up their dental office chairs, tools, I don't know what they have. What what are dentists? Gas. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> That's the first thing that comes to mind is the gas. Yes. Uh, but they pack up their dentist office and they rebuild their their dental office at the Varied Industries Building. Why do they do that? They give free dental care on Friday and Saturday next week at the Varied Industries Building for people that, unfortunately, don't have. The luxury of going to the dentist when you have a toothache, a cavity, haven't had your teeth cleaned for who knows how long. And what puts you in those circumstances, they don't give a darn. Mm -hmm. Um, Just if you want to show up, it's a first come, first serve. It starts at 6 a.m. next Friday. And will repeat itself next Saturday. It's at the Varied Industries Building. So today and then throughout next week, we're going to have a number of different dentists who are going to participate in. Come and spend three or four minutes doing an infomercial because we couldn't be any more prouder of our relationship with this endeavor Um, because as we've said over the years, I just couldn't imagine having a pain in your mouth and not being able to get that taken care of.
2: And not just adults. This is for children as well. Absolutely, yeah. You know, if you know a family that not just has mom and dad or whoever Mm -hmm. may be at home, but also for the kids, and think of that, you know, need a cavity filled, things like that. The Iowa Mission of Mercy will be there next week, and you can help out as well. iowamom.org is the website. You can go there, either volunteer or just... Put some money down if you Mm -hmm. can do that as well. So org is a place to go to volunteer your time or to uh, put some money in to help all these people out. Again, free dental care for people that can't afford it. It's an incredible endeavor.
1: Indeed it is. And that's next Friday and Saturday at the Varied Industries Building. So we're going to have a dentist in for a couple of minutes today to talk more about that. And then we will make our picks before we get out of here at 1 o'clock. Well, the NFL was okay last night, I thought. College, I didn't see a ton of the Utah game. Oh, it was fun. So you were on Utah. No, I was on Wazoo. But you got how many points? Seven and a half. Seven and a half. So yes. a
2: comfortable cover there. Uh, uh, not that comfortable. <laughs> what was it, three? Uh, well, it ended up four. 21-17 was the final. But Utah, they were driving late in the game. And depending on timeouts, they could have scored. And it, it could have got a little salty there. But this is something that was baffling because I went into the game thinking Cam Rising was going to be playing. It's my biggest pet peeve when it comes to betting on sports. And, and college he, football. Didn't trot out there for nope. the first snap. Nope. And the TV Nobody commentators, knew. they were surprised. Uh-huh. Their outstanding running back didn't even travel. Uh-huh. Knew he was questionable going into the game. He didn't even travel. Didn't know that until uh-huh. everyone was going through warm-ups, and, oh, he's not out there. Hmm. Didn't even travel with the team. And then their great tight end that had 16 catches a couple weeks ago against USC. He gets banged up in the second quarter, and I needed all that just to get the cover with Monsu <laughs> no, last the night. The tight
1: end, that's football, right? The, that, that's football. With yes. this. I wonder, and I hate I hate what I'm about to say already, um, and I should stop myself because I know I'm going to piss myself off. By Because I hate when politicians get involved mm-hmm. in sports. It drives me nuts. It always has and it always will. But I'm almost at that point where somebody has to step in because there's significant money changing hands on these games, when it comes, sports betting continues to grow throughout the country, right? And for instance, last night when you have Cam who who is I don't know, he's not a Heisman candidate, he's a top twenty quarterback though in the game. There you go, and nobody knew. Well, few people knew, mm-hmm. uh, and did those people were they fortunate enough to be able to get down on the knowledge that they had? Absolutely, it's just the lack of transparency, and this mm-hmm. is what this is what uh, brings this. I mean, we thought we we crossed that bridge when. It became legal that you mm-hmm. no longer had to call your man, meet your guy. You're right. Um, you know um, those type go of offshore, thing. right? Go offshore, uh, which is where most people went after the internet was invented. But uh, it just drives me crazy. It's just the lack of transparency. Something has to be done. I don't care. I don't know what. I don't want to know what happened to Cam Reisling. Mm-hmm. I want to know if he's playing or if he's not. That's it. All right? Is it your knee? I don't care. Don't, don't even have to have what the nope. injury is.
2: You want to say upper body, lower body? That's great, but if you don't want it, that's fine, too. Is he or isn't he? As simple as that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, one other thing for the Miss Utah game, to localize it, because I'm sure people don't care about Washington State, Utah, in a big direction. Of course, I think so many people saw that Utah offense, and when it's clicking at its most last year in the Rose Bowl, just how good it can Mm -hmm. be. So, Kyle Whittingham's an offensive guy, but an offensive coach, but they had a little bit of a downturn about five years ago, and he gave up play-calling duties, and he hired... Andy Ludwig, who had been there with him before, they had similarities. This is a guy, I love the Utah offense. This is something that Iowa can strive to be. Be Utah. That is a realistic place to be. Top 40 every single year in offensive numbers. Physical. They run the football, mm-hmm. but there's also the element that you have a quarterback that usually can move, mm-hmm. has some wide receivers. It's something that's realistic. They're not going to be Texas Tech, right? They're not going to run Leach's offense. Yeah. They're not going to do something crazy like Coastal Carolina, kind of an inverted spread attack, flex bone out of the shotgun. They're not going to do those crazy things. But that is something realistic that Iowa could do. So I looked up Andy Ludwig. How much do you think Andy Ludwig makes this? The offensive coordinator, he's been around for a while, he's offensive coordinator at Wisconsin for a couple years. How much do you think he makes a year?
1: Well, the going rate, good ones are getting a million dollars a year. Um, And there's, there's some that are probably making north of that. So for you to put it the way you did, it's not that much is, is my guess. It's a gonna... lot more than
2: I thought. Oh. Two and a half million dollars a year for wow. Annie Ludwig. I was gonna say three hundred and fifty thousand. So you know, I was paying Brian Ferentz to be the worst offensive coordinator in college nine hundred grand. grand. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay. You're going if you're gonna go That's out. Utah is paying their O. C. Th- this is Utah, not USC. Right. This not Washington, not Oregon, Utah is paying two and a half million dollars a year. Huh. So get ready. When the change happens, if the change happens... No, when. It's when. Hopefully when. Yeah, it is it is when. This is not skirting by with a million dollars a year. This is going to cost money. And if you're going to get somebody that, A, you have confidence that Kirk believes will help and will let him do it, it's not going to be a million a year. It's not going to be a million Ooh. and a half. You're probably talking three, maybe four million dollars a year for an offensive coordinator. But if he can fix this mess... He's going to be worth every penny because so maybe we got being to figure the, it out defensively.
1: So maybe we're being unfair to Bright <laughs> when you look at that. Look at it that way because he's on the lower end of the of the wage scale. Well, at you least get what you
2: one. pay for. Yeah, uh, that I had no idea. I didn't either. Yeah, that's amazing. Because to I me. thought, yeah, maybe Ludwig at Utah's making $700,000. Yeah, hey, we'll double you pay one point four million, one point five. Uh, no, he's making two and a half, and, and quickly my theory was uh, shot down last night, but. That is going to be the going rate, so buckle in. Get ready for it, because Mm. if they do do that, and it is something that is a big time change. Yeah, and Utah's not that big of a change no. compared to what they're doing. No, 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 no. Again, it's it's not a complete overhaul mm-hmm. of what you're doing offensively.
1: But they're in the hunt in the Pac-12 each and every year. That they are. Uh, real, real quick on this, and we can take our break and get to Chris Williams, uh, Brady last night. Uh, the Bucks go down in flames. Look, he's in the right division. Yes. And, and here's the thing: if you're a fa- if you're a fan of Tampa Bay, if you get in, and you're only going to get in, the winner is, is going to be the only one out of that division to get in. Mm-hmm. It's Tom Brady.
2: And you get a home playoff game to start. Right. And you're in the playoffs, mm-hmm. and am guessing nerves won't be a big factor no. with Brady, right? And if they get to that point, even if they are 8-9, just get in. Get in. Give yourself a chance. Mm-hmm. And I wondered this. Who would you rather bet on right now to win the NFC out of these two long shots? The Bucks or the Packers? Two quarterbacks, Tampa, obviously.
1: Because I like the receivers better. And I like
2: Tampa Vita Villa. Now, what if I told you the difference in numbers? Tampa's still eight to one this morning to win the NFC. Mm-hmm. You can get the Packers at fourteen to one. Does that change your opinion? No, I don't. I don't think it. does. Still doesn't. No, okay. I don't think. I I, th- I might have fired at the Packers this morning. You <laughs> sounds like you might have. Yeah.
1: Uh, we'll fire at the Chris Williams. He'll join us next. Miller and Condon. It's a Friday. Bama Bob Trent and I'll go around college football. We've got a keyword. In fact, shall we do that keyword right now, Trent Condon? Let's do it. Time for another thousand dollar handoff. Head to KXNO right. Now head to kxno.com right now. Once you arrive there, uh, enter the keyword bank in this nationwide contest. It is bank at kxno.com. Your chance to win a thousand dollars. Chris Williams joins the program next Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station,
2: 106.3.net.
0: Now back to Miller and Condon. On 106.3 KXNO, here's Ken and Trent.
3: A canvas.
0: Covered cabin in a
1: crowded labor camp. Ah, uh, Jason L. Dean, you Stand can't up. beat him. Welcome back. Miller and to Des Moines Sports Memories. Station, 106.3.
3: KXNO,
1: 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. Bama Bob will join All the program in 15 day. minutes. Right now, Chris Williams, Cyclone fanatic, Iowa everywhere. Hello, CW. How are you? Oh I gotta hit the button to bring you on, don't I? Hello, Chris Williams. How are you? Uh
3: no, you didn't miss anything. I was just saying how out of control you are with the Aldine comment. It's just it's embarrassing.
1: Yeah, I beg your pardon. Merle <laughs>
3: Haggard. Merle. Okay, <laughs>
2: sure. Whatever whoever it was.
1: Good that, stuff. That's okay
3: country
2: music, right, Williams?
3: Yeah, no, okay. that's great. Yeah. Play that all the time. Your ratings would go up, I promise.
1: <laughs> well, that wouldn't hurt either. Yeah. Uh this time <laughs> slot I think will help as well. Anyways, uh so let's yeah. let's get into tomorrow, Chris. Uh, obviously, it's uh, very tight point spreads back and forth. them, uh, Oklahoma, slight favorite. Uh, it's a different team with Gabriel under center. That's the fear as far as uh, I would be if I was, you know, I look, I'll be honest, I'm rooting for Iowa State, get six wins. Likewise, the team yeah. in Iowa City. Uh, and I think they have to, almost have to win, take care of the home games, and they're in. Can they win this tomorrow? How do they win this tomorrow?
3: Well, they certainly can. Um the Oklahoma is just, I just think it's a really hard game to, to pick. In fact, I i wrote about this a little bit yesterday. I think it's one of the more difficult games that I can remember in my career to be like, who do I think has an edge here? For a lot of different reasons. The, the, the two bye weeks for both teams, makes it throws a real wrinkle in it too because like with Oklahoma, I mean, they've been porous on defense, but you know, I just I don't believe that all of a sudden Brent Venables is an idiot and doesn't know how to coach defense. Like, I just mm-hmm. won't buy into that. They're probably going to be better, I would think, coming off of a bye. How much better is the question? I, I have no idea. But with their offense and when Gabriel's there, you know, as good as Iowa State's defense is, I think it's safe to assume you've got to go in there and be able to score points. You can't win this game in the teens if you're Iowa State. So, you know how? Where's that offensive progression for the Cyclones? Can they, you know, really stopping the run is the key for me? Because Eric Gray doesn't even even in the Texas game, he averaged almost six yards per carry. And oh, their wins, he's averaged close to ten yards per carry, and he's been unreal. Like if they're if they're at one loss right now, he's a Heisman front runner. He's mm. been that good, but you know they've gotten beat up pretty good. So. That's not the case, but that that's really where it starts and ends with me. Is Can Iowa State contain that? Can Iowa State run the ball on its own? And Boy, it, it feels like Iowa State's running game is going to be healthy for the first time in over a month. That's, that's good news. a huge thing for that offense.
2: Concern I have for this one, special teams, there's a big advantage for Oklahoma. They uh, have a, a lot of categories that they've been very good in this season. And going back to the comments Tuesday from Matt Campbell saying, hey, we've been pretty good in the past. We don't yeah. believe we need a... Your takeaway from that, I know, struck a chord with a lot of fan bases out there. Still doesn't sound like he's willing to put a dedicated full-time coach at special teams.
3: Well, he's certainly not at this point in the year. Matt's made big decisions in the offseason before. I know that, like, walking through his mind, they added this guy last year from the NFL, and they thought that was a big deal. And it certainly has not turned out to be. Um, Matt... When he talks like that, it's very confusing to the fan base. I, honest to God, do you know what I think he's referencing? And it means nothing to the Iowa State fan. I think he's referencing like, oh, our time at Toledo and our time before that. And like, fans just don't care about that. Right? We watch the games. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. We're not idiots. Like, we know the special teams aren't any good and haven't been for quite some time. Um, I, I don't know. He, he is so ingrained, guys, in like how all of these guys are when Alex Grinch is a head coach, he'll be all these D three guys are so ingrained in, you know, how they were brought up in the business and how they've done it in the past. And they've got to get off of that stubbornness at Iowa state. I mean, my guy, Dave Bartu is kind of my analytics guy who I really look up to and think he does a great job. And he runs the numbers every year. If you have a dedicated special teams coach, chances are you're going to be better at special teams. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's just what the statistics show. And, you know, Matt has made big moves. They got off the bus in Orlando after they got beat up by Notre Dame, and he fired his longtime strength and conditioning coordinator. I hope that that is the move that has made this off season. And with that, I won't judge too much on what he says in the middle of the year because Matt's very careful about, you know, trying not to be Scott Frost and throwing your, <laughs> your other coaches under the bus. But, yeah, I, I could totally see why that rankled a lot of people. What do you
1: think, coming out of the bye, that Tom Manning and Matt Campbell and Hunter Deckers himself uh, wants to see uh, him take another step forward? Because... I kind of think that he's being graded a little bit unfairly. I mean, yeah, he's been there for, for a while, and he, he did play last year. But for God's sakes, he's seven games as a starter. I think it's gone better than some would expect. Now, I know the hype throughout the off season is probably um, hurting him at this point because the expectations were so good. I mean, he was headed to the SEC after this year in some Cyclone fans' mind. Uh, but But I think he's been good. What do they want to see him do better in the final five games?
3: I agree with you, and again, I always try and lean on people who are smarter than me and Sage Rosenfels, who spent you know 10 years in the NFL, thinks that Deckers is as good of a young quarterback as they've ever had there still, so that that means a lot to me. Um, I listen, he was really good until they couldn't run the football. honestly he was completing like almost 80 percent of his passes and we watched him in, in Iowa City, even though they you know they only scored 10 points. They moved the ball on Iowa. And uh, he was really good in the Baylor in the first half of the Baylor game. What happened in the second half? They couldn't run the ball. Then you have Brock get hurt, and everything has gone downhill since. So I, I think he's a, he's a rookie, basically, who needs some support, right? He's not a little bit of Kirk Cousins here in the sense of, like, Kirk Cousins is a pretty good quarterback when you have a running game and when you have some receivers for him. You take one of those things away, and all of a sudden he's just pretty average, and that's where Hunter Deckers is at in his career. So he's just got to he's got to not make the big mistake for him and and it, he needs to play instinctively. And we saw him doing that at Texas when there was an opportunity to run, he took it and you saw the rest of the offense benefit because of it. And if it's him, if it's Jairo Brock or Cartivius Norton, they've got to be able to run the football because Hunter at this point in his career is not good enough against good defenses to draw back and throw it 50 times and beat you. He's just not there yet. And that's why like, I'm just so hell-bent on they have to be able to average more than two yards per carry <laughs> on the ground, which is what they did during that stretch from Baylor to Kansas State. they got to be better than that.
2: Williams, we should be recapping this game. It was scheduled initially for Thursday. Yeah, that's true, right? That's yeah. where we'd be right now. Did you ever hear the real reason that that thing moved off of Thursday? Because, boy, beautiful night last night. It would have been an incredible environment. Did you ever get a reason behind that?
3: I think it's just TV, from yeah. what I understand. I don't think it was anything more than that. I know Iowa State likes having those Thursday night games every once in a while. You don't want to do it all the time. But right. why wouldn't you want to be on ESPN and, yep. you know, have that spot to yourself? It's not like Amazon's been getting, you know, these awesome NFL games that people aren't going to, you know, like, I, I, I don't think it was anything other than television. Because, yeah, I was I was looking forward to that. I, I love those games. Again, you don't want to do them all the time. But, man, they're um, they're a lot of fun. and. Iowa State's had some great moments under the lights on weeknights. Think back to Oklahoma State, and there's been a lot of those in the past. And I'm with you. I wish they would have played it on Thursday night. I always like those. And plus, selfishly, then it gives me all day Saturday to sit around and watch games.
1: <laughs> Which is great, Chris. You'll love it once you get to that point in your career. Uh, yeah. uh, any basketball news? I saw that uh, they passed out some rings yesterday. I assume that was a Sweet 16 appearance. I don't know. It was very nice-looking rings, the one, uh, at least what we saw on Twitter. Uh, anything percolating from either the men or the women?
3: Well, the women killed a top twenty-five team. They won by like thirty in their scrimmage against South Dakota State. They're going to be legit. Like I think we legitimately have two top ten, potentially top five women's teams. So that's going to be awesome. And by the way, uh, are the, you
1: going to politic Mike Palm to put up a number for the Iowa? Yes, Irish? good.
3: Um, he did yeah, last year. For us. Oh, he did do it yeah. last year. Good. Yep. Uh, we got to do that this year. They're going to get some action. That game will be yeah. Uh, that'll be better than the men's game, and it was last year, too. Um, the men lost to Creighton. There were reports on Twitter that they lost by 30. Was not really the case. From what I understand, it was like a 10 point game most of the time. Um, you know how those scrimmages are, though. Like everybody's playing everybody, and it's, it's kind of tough to take a lot away from them. But Jaron Holmes, the St. Bonaventure kid, was the leading scorer in it. I think the one thing this year, they don't have a guy like Brockington who's going to go out and get you 30, and that's going to make it difficult. The one thing that guys with the the basketball that I'm really interested in, they actually have a post presence, and it's not going to be a pretty brand of basketball that they're going to play, but I think that from what I've heard, this Oshun is going to be a real him and Hayson Ward from VCU, and they're going to run a lot of stuff through the post because, you know, they don't have a good shooting team, and... But the, the, I think the good thing is they got in those droughts where they go 10 minutes without scoring last year. Man, it's a hell of a lot easier to break one of those when you actually have an it offense post-press. So that's one of the things I know that TJ's really been stressing. Is, you know, Finishing around the rim and, and initiating some offense that way. But, yeah, if you're uh, if you're an Iowa State fan looking to score in the 90s this year, you better <laughs> back away from the ledge right now.
2: Last 30 seconds here with you, C.W. What do you got for locks this week? What are you liking?
3: I really like Oklahoma State. So do Uh, I. The game full of injuries, and I just think that program's better, uh, deeper. the The game I like the most. I like the Florida State Georgia Tech under. I watch Florida State a lot. Closet Seminole fan here. (laughs) Good defense. I feel like the the you know the secrets of Georgia Tech and their new coach are out. I think that that I love under forty seven and a half. That's probably my favorite play of the week. And then. I'm throwing a bone at Kentucky at twelve and a half and Look ahead spot for Tennessee. They're good. Like people for like Kentucky's five and two, but that's like a really top end coach and a quarterback who's, you know, top 10 pick in the NFL draft. So I, uh, that just seems like a lot of points for me. So I'm going to roll with Kentucky. That's probably my least confident because Tennessee is kind of scary, but it just, you're playing the spot right there, so yeah, I wasn't crazy about this week. I don't know about you guys; nothing really jumped out to me too much. Other but that Florida State line, and I just think Oklahoma State's better. And you take Kansas State's quarterback away; they're dinged up on defense too. I think the Oklahoma State could win that by double digits.
1: You and I are on the same page on Oklahoma State and uh, Kentucky. By the way, if you, next time you talk to Starcevich, I had no idea that he had this much talent. He's really good, Chris Kyle Starcevich. What yeah. man, oh, yeah. man.
3: He's our guy now. Yeah, yeah. Our, well Mr. done. does all the work for us. He's awesome. So, uh, the caricatures
1: at uh, Iowa everywhere. Well done.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're kind of gray. Uh, <laughs> but Yeah. It is what it is.
1: Indeed it is. Good stuff, Chris. <laughs> Thanks, brother. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thanks, fellas. So Take Thank care. Thank you. Yeah. Chris Williams, Cyclone Fanatic, and Iowa everywhere. Bama Bob Trent and I talk college football. We're going to go around about seven, eight games. We'll probably get five or six in. Miller and the Des Moines Sports Station, one hundred six KXNO. Welcome back. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. This time Fridays during the college football season. Bama Bob, Trent Condon, and myself, Ken Miller, go-around college football. From a national perspective, a handful of games, we opine on uh, on all of them, unless we have an opinion that will come up later in the show when it comes to our picks. Let's get Bama Bob in here as we move into the final week of October. Gulp. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, fellow Bama Bob. How are you?
0: Um good, Kenny. How are you? Your favorite show Tuesday night. Hey, we've already talked about it this morning. Gross.
1: <laughs> Locked and loaded. <laughs> uh, so, Bama, just um, Trent and I talked briefly about Utah and Washington State, and people are sick of me bitching about the lack of transparency when it comes to injus, uh, injuries. Um, we're yeah. betting on these games now. I had no idea that uh, one of the best quarterbacks in college football is not going to play until they took the field, and he wasn't there. Uh, but but uh, anything jump off the page? Both close games last night. Uh, anything uh, from last night that sucked with you?
0: Yeah, I, I kept. I'm I'm with you on the the quarterback situation. That was, you know, I, I don't. It's a really fine line, I guess, when you really boil it down as to what. You're required to say what you should. I mean, coaches don't give a crap about gambling. Or they shouldn't. Let's hope they don't. Right. They do. they got bigger issues. I agree. um, Yeah, I just, you know, the NC State game kind of surprised me. I I I didn't see the end of that one. But Virginia Tech looked like they had that totally in control. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm watching Washington State and Utah, and I see that score pop up. So that was a little bit surprising. But, um yeah. That's the thing about Utah-Washington State. I mean, Kincaid got hurt as well. Mm -hmm. That was a big loss for them. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you saw him against USC with 16 catches or something ridiculous Mm -hmm. like that. But um, entertaining games. Uh, But, yeah, the injury thing, I I, I don't know how – I don't know there's anything you can do about that. I I hate to say it, but
1: I I, I hate to say it. I really do because I hate politics and sports. But I believe that – it's almost time for the politicians to get involved. Yeah, <laughs> and I don't, and I, mean, I don't want to know what's wrong with the kid. I've said it. I just want to know if he's playing or not. There's too much yeah. money being ch- changing hands.
0: Or at least game time decision. Okay, okay. I mean, if, if All right. you know, you know, yep. if you don't want to say he's in, he's out, whatever. At least you know, put him on an injury report, game time. The NFL, I think, kind of does that. You know, right, day to day, game time decision, whatever. So at least if you're going to put something on that, then it's like, okay, you know, maybe I wait, maybe I wait later, maybe I avoid it, maybe that's the reason they don't do it because they they want more bets. You know, they don't care who wins or loses. Um, the books do, but you know, I don't know. It's 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 a conundrum. It's just one of those. uh You know, once, once we opened up the doors for betting, I mean, there's a lot of things that could go wrong and, and there's a lot of things that, you know, people are, you know, going to get upset about, rightfully so. And this is probably one of the biggest ones and they're, they're more worried about, I think, integrity of the game and. And that kind of stuff, which they should be, but you know there is an ancillary effect downstream, and I, this is one of those. And you're right; I don't know what we can do, but I would just go with a day-to-day or game-time decision mm-hmm. if nothing else. Then
1: you make your own decision, knowing that, own uh, decision. that he may or may not Absolutely. play.
0: Absolutely, uh, Bama. Yes. Just real quick, because
1: we ask you to do this, because we got, we of course, top of the hour, got a hard break. Um, sure. Iowa State, Oklahoma, Northwestern, Iowa. Either of those two games, you have a take on real quick.
0: Uh, Iowa State, Oklahoma is interesting. I'm looking at it here and it's only one and a half point uh yep. at least from ESPN. You know, Oklahoma by a point and a half over a team that's lost four straight. Of course they've come in losing three or four. But you look at ESPN's predictor, and there you know, Iowa State's got a sixty two percent chance to win. I don't know how they do that. I'm sure it's analytics, whatever. Uh so something's interesting. I think this is gonna be an entertaining game. I'm more I would be more interested in the over sitting at 56 and a half. I think both these teams have proven they can score. Uh, Iowa state's defense has been really, really good. Uh, it's not their fault that they've lost. You know, they gave up, I don't know. They've lost what by combined 14 points in the yep. last four games. Yep. So uh, I think there'll be some energy at Jack Trice. Uh, this may be the last time Oklahoma comes there before they move to the SEC. Uh-huh. Uh, I assume next week, next year's games in Norman. So I think there'll be a little buzz and, um, I'm more of, I'm more on the over from a betting perspective, but I'll be watching this game. There, you know, I know Penn State, Ohio State's early, but I'll be I'll be in on this one. I think it's got a chance to be entertaining. Iowa Northwestern, I mean, oh woof! I mean, I don't know what to say. I don't know that I, Iowa is just unwatchable. I mean, if they can't figure something out at home against Northwestern tomorrow on offense, I, there's just there's no hope for it. There was some pretty scathing stuff written about. Not only Kirk Ferentz, but Brian Ferentz, and, and I'm sure you guys saw that. Um, you know, our son, who's the offensive coordinator, and what a disservice they're doing to the university and the football program. And, you know, Heard it all and read it all this week, Batman. Yeah, yeah it's been I quite mean, a week. And It's just one of those things you start looking at and you go, you know, they there may be a little something there, but this this is just this offense is putrid as I've seen from a Power Five conference in a long time. Uh, so that one to me is just kind of. I love games at Iowa. I love game, you know, the the whole wave and everything else. I'll be interested to see how many empty seats, if if any, there are there tomorrow. There will with be. the energy is, and the energy is in that building. It's two thirty ESPN two, so pretty nice spot for a couple of teams that are going nowhere.
1: Let's get to uh, these ones, Trent Condon. We'll start with you on Ohio State and Penn State. I love this game. Uh, mm-hmm. This is going to come up in my picks. I look Ohio State in a big, big way. Um, where are you?
2: I've been back and forth all week long. You know, the memories of Penn State keeping it closer, even pulling an upset when it looks like they don't have a chance in this game. I'm kind of leaning back to your direction, though. Ohio State, yeah, they scored 54 last week, but that offense was really held down by Mm -hmm. the Iowa defense. And I think they're going to uh, come up in a big-time way and have a better effort here. And i still lingering that first half. Yeah, they were up for a while against Michigan. They had two first downs at that point. Mm -hmm. They were getting absolutely outclassed. and We saw what happened in the second half there. Yeah, it's a whiteout. Well, not a real one. It's not a night game. It's eleven o'clock kickoff for this one. Because of that, I'm gonna roll with you in the buckeyes. How about you, Bama?
0: Yeah, I tend to lean Ohio State pretty big here. It's only their second rogue game of the year, really. I mean, you know, the, you know, they opened what with five straight home games. They won at Michigan State, uh, beat Iowa at home last year. So, you know, tougher test, I guess if you want to look at it. But this I mean, this is the one I think they're gonna they're gonna flex their muscles. I think, uh, totally. you know, the white you mentioned the whiteout. It's I would love this. I would like Penn State's chances a little better if this were at night. Mm-hmm. Just love those night those night whiteout games. Say that three times um, at, at Penn State. The eleven o'clock. I don't know. I, I just think that takes a little bit of the the fun out of it. Um, you know. State, uh Penn State's played one really good team this year, and they got their doors blown off at Michigan. I, I'm not. A, I, I want to believe in Sean Clifford, I just can't. I mean, he's not been terrible, but he, there's just nothing dynamic down the field for them. And unless Ohio State helps them, and helps them a lot with turnovers and everything else, Stroud is just playing out of his mind. Twenty eight touchdowns, four picks. Again, soft schedule. I get it. Toughest challenge, all that kind of stuff. But. I'm I'm rolling with the buck. I don't think the game's going to be that close. The you know, you worry a little bit about a backdoor cover, but I just I don't see this game being competitive. And it's a shame because this is one when Penn State joined the Big Ten. Man, you look at these Ohio State and Michigan games. Go wow, those are going to be great. And for the, a large, there's been a few good ones, but for a large part, it really hasn't lived up to the uh, to what it could have been.
2: Uh, Illinois-Nebraska, Trent Kahn, then let's go to the Big Ten West. Nebraska keeps it close, and then they do Nebraska things. I I probably would grab the points here, but ultimately Illinois will just find a a way to win the game. and It'll be uh, 23-20, something like that. And Casey Thompson will make a dumb play, or somebody will fumble, and it's Nebraska football. (laughs) And now they're striving to be Illinois. What a world we live in, huh? That's wild. Think about that. Uh, Bama, that one. Illinois-Nebraska.
0: Yeah. I mean, who'd have thought this would be an ABC game yeah. when, we, when we, uh, started the season. I love Illinois, man. I'm all over them. I want them to win the West. I want them to get into the Big Ten championship game. I like what they're doing. Uh, you know, Nebraska, crazily enough, obviously, if they were to win, they would be in theory back in the hunt mm-hmm. for the Big Ten, but they're really the meat of their schedule is ahead of them. I mean, you start looking at it and, you know, after this, they got Minnesota, then they're at Michigan, Wisconsin, at Iowa. I mean, you know, and, but so they, I really, I'm happy for the kids how they've rebounded after they got rid of Scott Frost, and it just seems like they're playing a little, I don't know, easier, fresher, free, or whatever you want to call it. But uh, this is a big game for Illinois, and you just you wonder a little bit about the pucker factor because you look at it, and I mean it's all ahead of them. They win this game. I mean they, I mean who are they going to lose to down the stretch? I mean Michigan State next week at home. You got to like them there. That Purdue game, man, you circle that November 12th, all of a sudden that's a big game if Purdue holds up their end of it. So they – and Iowa still has to – I mean, sorry, Illinois still has to go to Michigan. But I just think this this is the key right here. They're already bowl eligible, and now they're playing really for a shot at, to getting, you know, probably annihilated in the Big Ten championship game. But where they've come from, billman has got to be a national coach of the year conversation right now. I don't think he's a favorite. But, man, I love what they're doing. Um Nothing against Nebraska, man, but I, I'd like to see Illinois go as far as they can with this because I, I think it's a, it's a great story, and what he's done is, there is just really have him rank number 17. Who would have thought that at the beginning of the year?
1: All right, Bama, let's, uh, let's move on to the uh, Big 12, Trent Condon. A lot of people out there that are buying this West Virginia story that this this week, that this is their week, the TCU trap game for them, I get it uh, uh, to an extent, coming off the win against K-State. Where are you? More on this
2: coming up ah, at 1245.
0: Bama, how about you? This is the toughest trip. We talk about it every year. I mean, this is, you know, <laughs> Morgantown early uh you know i'm sure they're leaving today they'll travel all day to get there and you know then they got to kick off at really you know what is 11 o'clock uh their time uh tomorrow so it, it's just it's a tough trip i i but you, you have to like them. i mean west virginia has been so inconsistent um Is TCU the number seven team in the country? I don't
1: don't think so, but the number says they are. Yeah,
0: yeah, the number says they are. I I don't think they are, but man, they can really put a stranglehold on the conference title game because somebody is going to lose in Manhattan tomorrow, Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's going to give them a two-game, you know, really a two-game lead over missing the Big Twelve championship game, if you want to look at it that way, because all you have to do is spend a second. So I think it's a huge game for them. You mentioned maybe a look ahead. They've got Texas lurking down there. Uh, they got Texas Tech at home next week. Then they go to Austin, then they go to Baylor and then they get Iowa State. So a lot of games to me. This is one they have to have. I think they'll get it. I'm not buying in on West Virginia. They've just been way too inconsistent for me. Um, you know, Daniels has been good. Not great. Right. I mean, only 10 touchdowns so far this year. Duggan, I mean, is he's just – they just keep going along. Now, TCU's pulled a few out late, uh, namely against Oklahoma State to kind of save their season. But I don't know about the seven and a half. Uh, I think this has got three, four all over it. So I probably would take the points. But I think TCU keeps going. Uh, I love what Dykes is doing. And, uh, man, they just – I don't know. I like TCU in the game. Uh Probably take the points at seven and a half especially.
1: Well, Trent's got a play on that one coming up. How about Oklahoma State? Bama referencing the game in Manhattan.
2: K-State hosting Okie State. TC, We've talked about this off the air, you and I, a little bit this week, and we're going to jump aboard, I think, on the same line. I love the line. Cowboys. I'm right there with you. Mike Gundy, in these spots where it's a tight point spread, his record against the spread is an incredible mark. It's something like over 75%. And conversely, you said Matt Campbell's is complete opposite. Yeah, really bad. I think I heard Chris Felica say it's like 5-21 and 21 ATS when it's between so 3.5 and So they're favored and a
1: three by 3.5 or getting 3.5 yep, in, right in that range.
2: That seven-point window there yeah. where it's, quote-unquote, a close game Campbell's been really bad, and on the other side, Gundy. So I'm jumping aboard. Yeah, I think Gundy, they get it done here. Spencer Sanders, he has just one tough SOB. Oh, he, really is. he is out there taking a lick, and he keeps popping up. Oklahoma State finds a way in this one. Bama?
0: I want to agree with you, but something about Manhattan, man, I don't know what it is. Uh, look, they lost a tough game last week on the road at TCU. Uh, it a game both teams really got to have if you you know if you want to look at it especially if TCU win now if West Virginia wins man oh boy do we have chaos all of a sudden mm-hmm. that thing's going to go down to the wire but I think this is almost an elimination game um, you're right about Sanders I mean they the way they came back against Texas last week was impressive he is tough as nails um, you worry a little bit about their defense but K State not overly explosive I don't think. I tend to like you. I'm with you here. I mean, Kansas State favored what I'm looking at right now. Yep. Uh, you know, by a point and a half. And and man, listen, Oklahoma State burned me a couple times uh, on the money line, uh, or at least against TCU they did. And when they kind of had that game locked up, yeah. where would they be had they finished that um, right now? But uh, I like the Cowboys. This is just. I think it's going to be a really good game. Uh, I don't know, but the over/under 56. I'm staying away from that. I could see it, you know, easily over or K-State. Sometimes just, I don't know. I this, this is a fun game. This is the game of the year, really, right now. I guess in the Big 12 because it, I, I think losers out, and it's going up against a pretty soft SEC game at 2:30. That's going to be on CBS, and I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on this one. So, including mine. Big game for, yeah, exactly. Big game. I think it's really big for Oklahoma State in terms of the playoff. I mean, if they really want if they have any playoff hopes, and I think they do, uh, slight, they gotta win this out. Love Sanders, I'm gonna ride with him. Um, I like Martinez, has been a really nice uh, you know, story in terms of you know, what he's done coming over from Nebraska. Yeah, but, but he's hurt. You're right about, yeah. yeah, he is. You're right about Gundy, though, man. He somehow, some way, he finds a way to win these games, and I'm I'm going to go with coach and quarterback in this
1: one. Well, tune in Tuesday night for those playoffs that you're referring to, Trent. Nope, no thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'm
0: good. Right, let's go to, uh, uh, I. this is
1: where I will be on uh, uh, tomorrow night. Kentucky, Tennessee for me. Big, our SEC East. Kentucky's getting a boatload of points. Tennessee, Hooker, Levis for Kentucky. Two quarterbacks are going to play on Sundays. Trent Condon.
2: Mark Stoops as an underdog, 23-12-1 ATS. Hello, Even better as a double-digit dog in his career at Kentucky. Chris Rodriguez is back. He's playing at a high level. Here's a couple more for you. Kentucky, 6th in the country in penalties. Tennessee, 129th. Wildcats, 22nd in tackling. Tennessee, forty six. And this is a team that is predicated Tennessee. We talk about Hennon Hooker but it starts with the run game. Stuff rate through the roof for Kentucky all day long. Wildcats also will be part of my money line parlay this week. Uh, and they're getting twelve and a half. Mm-hmm. I love Kentucky, Bama, uh,
1: in this spot tomorrow. Uh, Tennessee is kind of a look ahead. They've got a yes. they've got a relatively big game next week. I guess that, you could call that's it that.
0: The key, yeah, absolutely. And that I think. Listen, I don't know that. Ken, I think Kentucky's in for a, a Hornets nest a little bit tomorrow night. Um, but you're right, everything, you know, ever since that Alabama win, uh, everything up there knocks. So Knoxville, everybody's telling them how good they are. They're ranked number three. They're all, look you know, you're in the playoff already. Yeah, you know, well, we can lose this game and still get it. I mean, listen, their, their whole season, in theory, is going to ride on the game, the outcome in Athens next week. Yeah. But you're right, Stoops, man, somehow, some way. Usually finds a way. I like, I'm taking the points. I don't know that I like Kentucky well enough to win outright. I just, I understand the look ahead, but Hendon Hooker is, he should be in the Heisman conversation. He is, yeah. You know, 18 touchdowns, one pick. He runs Hypel's offense as well as anybody, As any quarterback is running any coach's offense anywhere in the country. Now, I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in the country, but he knows what Hypel wants to do. When to go fast, when to slow it down. Uh, you know they've got skill all over the place. Their defense is a little bit leaky, um, but I just don't think Kentucky is, you know, that is explosive enough to stay up with them. And they're they're going to hit a few explosive plays. I would take the points, but I think Tennessee wins the game and then just sets up an absolute monster next week with with the trip to Georgia, and there's a pretty good one in the SEC West next week as well. Yeah,
1: indeed, that one's at night, LSU-Alabama. Uh, we got yeah. two minutes left, fellas. Florida-Georgia, the cocktail party. Yep. boring. Boring? Yeah, yeah. No, Georgia no. blows them out? Yeah, um, yeah no shot. Okay. No shot for Florida. I put this one on the list because they're going to be uh, in the Big 12 next year, and I kind of like the game. Cincinnati-UCF, uh, somebody's going to be, be anointed as the best team in the group of five. Uh, they're looking up a two-lane in, mm-hmm. in the conference. Um, just Cincinnati, UCF, Trent, anything? Uh, double yuck for me.
2: You don't and, like the game? No, just doesn't do anything for me. You did so well. You skip past the ACC, and then you throw a crappy American game in there. <laughs>
0: oh, man, kid. Uh, Bama, you have a thought on this one? Uh, my thought is generally Gus Malzahn in situations like this can't come up big. I like the I like the coaching staff at Cincinnati, but really don't know much I mean, haven't watched either one of these teams. Cincinnati was a story last year, kind of falling off this year. You know, not a Malzon fan. He usually finds a way to screw these up.
1: I I put this in there for another reason. Four years ago, we were having our discussion at the end of the season as to who to watch next year, and I came up with uh, Kiffin's got a quarterback at Ole Miss, John Reese Plumley. Yeah, and watch this guy, fellas, because he's going to be a star. Well, they got benched. Matt <laughs> Corral, you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Uh, he took his spot. But Plumlee's playing as you-know-what off at Central Florida. Watch out.
2: Sneaky good game, yeah. Trent Condon. Old Miss. Do they lose two in a row ah. at A&M? And how about the Aggies back home for the first time since September? No way. Have they been gone that yeah. long?
1: I didn't realize that. Bam, it sounds like that was your sneaky good game.
0: It was. That's two weeks in a row he snagged me. <laughs> okay, I'll, listen, since... Just to uh, you know, just to make trench day, I'm going to go ACC. I'm okay. going to go Notre Dame at Syracuse. That's a good
2: one. I like that 11
0: a.m. One. ABC. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's you know how does Syracuse bounce back? Uh, what's the crowd like? They had Clemson on the ropes, couldn't finish it. Notre Dame up and down, uh, big game for Syracuse. I don't know. This is one of those I can't figure out if it's really a conference game or not. <laughs> yeah, games, really. But it's just one of those goofy things. But. I just got a chance to be an entertaining game and if Ohio State Penn State gets out of hand, we'll be flipping over to watch. I don't know you'll be on Oklahoma, Iowa State. All
1: right. Well you guys will be in bed for this one, but I'll be watching San Diego State, Fresno State <laughs> at nine thirty. <930. laughs> Mountain West uh, for uh, big goes a long way winning the division. Bama, great stuff. We'll recap it on Monday with you at twelve oh five. Enjoy the college football weekend, Bama Bob. Thank you as well, always look for doing to this. It, guys.
0: Yep, look forward to it. Thanks. Yep,
1: good to talk to you. Bam and Bob, Trent and I going around college football. A little bit of a preview. Preview in hour number two. Mike Palm kicks it off. Tom Cakert on the Hawks. I've told you about the Iowa Mission of Mercy. We'll do more of that. Free dental clinic coming up a week from today at the Varied Industry Building. Uh, in the fairgrounds today and tomorrow, actually. We'll do a couple of minutes on that. going we'll to do a lot on it next week as well. Our picks. We've got one hour to go. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station. It's 106.3 KXNO.